Hey all you tea drinkers out there, this is Corey Calder with Staffelty, spilling the tea. I want to thank you for downloading episode 6, and feel free to go hit subscribe, give us a 4 or 5 star review, and let us know what you think of the show. In this episode, you're going to get to hear from two knowledgeable and passionate teachers who are a collaborative pair in the English department at Verona High School. There's the bell, time for class. What's going on, Education Nation? This is Corey Calder, and we have another special one for you today. We have Miss Beth Furman, English teacher and English department chair. Hey, Beth. Hi, how's it going? It's going well. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm getting a lot of reading done. Ooh, what's the most <laughs> recent book? Um, so I've been doing a trade of thriller, nonfiction, and YA. So... I'm trying to diversify, but right now I'm reading another Brene Brown um, and working through that one. Very cool. How many books a week? Um, I'm averaging about three. Wow. I need to get that higher. So I'm um, working on it. Wow. Well, speaking of books and English teacher, can you just give us a background on Beth Furman and how she got into education and how you got um, ended up at Verina? Um, well, I didn't want to end up in education. That's what a lot of people are saying. <laughs> yeah, well, I started. I was in the um, education program when I was in school, and I did a practicum and a double, couple classes, and I was like, this is the worst thing ever. I didn't enjoy it at all. And when I did my practicum, I was at a school where the teachers discouraged me from going into teaching. Um, and so I quit the program. And I thought, well, this isn't what I want to do. But then I got a job in a museum which was basically education, you know, in a museum form with new visitors. And I was leading school groups every day. And so I was basically teaching, but the same lesson plan every day. So it got pretty boring. And so I started substituting. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So I started substituting on the side just to kind of like get some variety. And I liked working with kids and I had a lot of fun with it. And the principal of the school that I was at primarily and some of the other teachers are like, you should be going into education. You should try to get a job. And that's what I did. Very cool. Now, are you from the Richmond area or did you? I am. I'm from Amelia County, um, okay. one stoplight. But, you know, great community. And that's where, like, I got my start because a lot of people were like, this is what you should be doing. I didn't believe them, but they were totally right. Um, coming to Verina, I was about to quit teaching. I had been in middle school for about 10 years and I figured I did my time and I was <laughs> pretty much done. I wasn't going to do something else. But there were a couple of Verina teachers that I knew and they're like, you are Verina, you need to come here. And I was like, I'll give you a year. And it's been seven. So Verina saved me from quitting teaching altogether. Well, yeah, because I mean, if, if education would have lost someone as talented as you that's that would be detrimental for us and our students you know no matter what school you're at but especially Verina so I'm glad you gave it one and then now seven and hopefully many many more oh they're gonna have to drag me out Verina has been my home they changed my perspective of teaching and how I view myself um so it has definitely been the place where I was supposed to end up well and what's cool about like recording this podcast is you know, I'm year three at Verina, um, but I love it. I'm passionate. I'm, I'm like during this quarantine break, every shirt I put on is Verina. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm wearing it at home because I just miss it so much. And, 
you know, I hear all these teachers that I'm interviewing and it's, it's the same passion from everyone. Like in each episode, someone said something about how much they love or miss Verona. Right. It's true. So like our, it's in your blood. You can't get away from it. You can't. And, and it's like, you never want to get, you know, step aside. Like summer breaks hard enough because like, it's like, I just want to be back. I want to be rolling with my teachers. I want to be seeing the kids. I want to be having fun. And now having this, and then now summer break, it's like, oh man, I'm going to be itching for the end of August so bad. Right. And I was doing summer school and then I became an 11 month teacher when I became department chair. And, you know, I didn't really have the standard summer break and I didn't care. That was fine. Um, Being an 11 month teacher, like I love coming in and planning. And most people are like, wow, you only get four weeks for summer. I'm like, that's enough. Like, I don't want to be away from school. School is like home for me. Yeah. Now, how long have you been department chair? Uh, This is my second year. Okay. Yeah. So last year was your first year as department chair because I've mentioned this one, I think pretty much every English teacher's podcast, but last year, you know, I had a chance of being a part of the English department just to kind of learn like what's another subject look like besides health and PE and your department meetings every Friday. I don't care if it's at eight o'clock in the morning. (laughs) I was looking forward to it so much. Like just how you ran meetings was incredible. Thank you. Do you want to speak to that first before we dive into Beth Furman in the classroom? Like, (laughs) how did you plan like the perfect department meeting? I think my department meeting was modeled after the way I run my classroom because, you know, that's what gets my kids engaged. And I wanted to do the same thing, model some of the things that I do in my classroom um, with the other staff members. And, you know, it's a sharing and learning time. And so I wanted to model it after what I do with the kids. Um, and it translates really well. We get, you know, we do a warm up. We do some, mm-hmm. you know, engagement stuff. We do some, con- we have some conversations about what people are, are doing and learning and sharing. There are some amazing teachers that I work with and it's a shame that no one sees it outside of their classroom and, you know, being able to put that in the forefront and make the teachers, you know, the, the focus of the meeting versus the business. Um, I think it makes it a pretty, you know, important sharing time because we are, you know, our own little community and we have to be willing to share and understand each other and get feedback and be, willing to, you know, make mistakes and try to figure out what we can do better and strategies. And when you set the groundwork of how we care about each other, that makes it easier to do. Yeah. And that that's a huge, that's huge advice for any leader or just teachers. Like you show that you care first and then, you know, everything else will kind of fall in line because that's the groundwork. Right. And I was learning as I was going and I was filling some pretty big shoes. And I think think, you know, one of my strengths going through it is that I was trying to be very, very open and vulnerable and like, Hey, I'm learning, I'm trying. And I think that helped people see that I wasn't just like the department chair. I was their person beside them trying to figure things out. And mm-hmm. I think that made it a pretty good transition. Yeah. And just so, just so the listeners know, you know, you come in at eight, you get five minutes for breakfast and you have some of the best cooks at Verina making these breakfast casseroles. Yes. That incredible. I called it the English 15 um, <laughs> because I just, God, I love them. And then, you know, you, you had like a funny video. Uh, teachers shared a little PL. 
Um, and then you kind of got down to the business and then you ended it with, with something engaging. And it was, it was awesome. Like I, I just loved it. And I look forward to the last Friday of every month, not for payday, but for <laughs> English was. department meeting day. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. And yeah, if I can make the meetings, not just another meeting, but more of our family get together, that that's what we're trying to do. Well, I, I loved every minute of it. And, you know, as a, as a future leader, I'm going to whichever department head I work with sort of share that with them. And it doesn't have to be the Beth Furman blueprint or whatever, wherever you learned it from, but do the care, do the business, do the connecting, um, because that's going to make our department strong. Right. And I, 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 when I say I make things up as I go, that's pretty much the way it is. But I, uh, (laughs) I see like how I want to be treated and how, what makes me feel at home. And that's the English department has always welcomed me from the beginning. And so I feel like if that can be translated on a bigger scale with everyone, then that's, that's one of my goals. Gotcha. Now, what, what do you do in the classroom that works so well? Cause you know, I, I talk to students and, and they love your classroom and they love, you know, you co-teaching or, you know, when you're not co-teaching, they just love what you do in the classroom. So can you spill the tea as to kind of what you do? You know, it sounds like you care first. And right. then what do you do pedagogy wise to really get everything going? Well, I think the connection is huge because students come to me at the beginning of the year and they are almost proud to declare that they hate reading and writing and that it's not their thing and that they're not um, good at it. And it's, that's a terrible spot for them to be in, but I see it as a challenge. And so I try to, you know, show my excitement in what I'm doing and what I'm reading. Um, and I tell them at the beginning, I'm one of the nerdiest people you're going to meet in a while. And here's why, and here's what education has done. (laughs) Right. And so being able to like take that nerd banner, because sometimes it's a negative connotation or to enjoy reading can be seen in a negative light. But sometimes when you make that connection and show that excitement, it changes their perspective without them even knowing it. Um, but I think the connection piece is huge. I have a couple years ago, because my background is exceptional ed. I was an exit teacher for 13 years. And so going into the gen ed classroom, I can do that with more students and on a bigger scale. But I started a couple years ago making sure that I had personal contact with every student in the classroom every day. And that's tough when you, it's easy when you have 10 kids in a class, but when you have 25 to 30, it makes it a bigger mm-hmm. challenge. But I think that's what makes the difference is that I make sure that I have contact or I say their name or I speak to every single kid every single day. Wow. Yeah. That's tough. It is tough. Um, Cause I was, I, you know, observed a couple years ago. And one of the things I asked the person who observed me was another colleague was how much was I calling on the same kid? How much was I talking to mm-hmm. certain kids and the, the kids that are extroverts and like to answer questions, you know, they, they could run the class all day, but what about those five or 10 kids who never say anything and how much are they connecting and responding to staff throughout their entire school day? So I made that kind of a goal we started incorporating last year, I'm a collaborative teacher, Delaney Harris and I, which she is amazing and has changed my world. But we started every week trying to make sure we have a sit down one-to-one with every kid and try to incorporate that, whether it's through stations or writing conferences. 
And that's made a huge difference academically as well. That's awesome. And if I can share a quick story, you know, I, I was teaching middle school and Nick Barlett, who's now at Brooklyn, I want to get him on for an episode for season two. So if you're listening, Nick, (laughs) uh, please say yes. But um, he did an observation for me. This is the first time I got valuable feedback. And like, at that time, like four years of teaching, and, you know, I'm doing a health lesson. And he's sitting in the back of the classroom, he drew a chart of my class. And I had I think like 37 kids in the Mm -hmm. class. And I only got to I spoke to like 18. Right. And, and, you know, he showed me the chart where he did tallies next to every kid's name who I spoke to. And, you know, it was the same, like 17 kids the whole time. And I get the feedback. I'm like, wow, yes, 17. Like I rocked it. Right. And then he was like, yeah, but what about the other kids? Right. Like you didn't make connections with them. And I was like, God, you're right. (laughs) So like, I started to really try to vamp up, like saying every kid's name, not like just attendance and like, yes, I said their name. (laughs) but really engage with every kid in my class. And it's exhausting, but they need that. They do. And because I don't want a kid to ever feel like they, they're not seen or they're not heard. Um, and having those conversations is really important because sometimes they feel like, you know, we're the person in authority. And the teacher calls on me, you know, that can be a negative, but having, you know, sit downs, knowing what they're doing, you know, sports wise or plays or band, like having that connection with them has changed my classroom teaching because they buy into it more. They know that I care about what they're doing. Like, you know, I'm getting so many emails from kids now and they're asking me questions about, you know, other classes or what do I do about this? Cause they know that I'm going to answer and they know that I care. And that's where yeah. it starts because when I have kids that struggle, cause you know, I teach five collaborative classes. And there are a lot of students that have, they struggle with reading and writing. You know, that's an issue for them and it makes it harder for them. But if I show them, here are the things you can do. Here's what I know you can do and put that faith and confidence in them. They will exceed those expectations. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I just, I love that you're trying to make those connections and, you know, I, I haven't seen you teach this year with Miss. Harris, who I'm hopefully having on sometime next week. Um, But I just hear what the kids say. And I think that's so powerful when they're like, oh, you know, I love Miss Furman or Miss Furman's helped me enjoy reading. Or like, I'll have kids who want to leave my class, you know, to come to you to like turn in something or ask a question or just to maybe hang out. (laughs) And it's like, you don't have a pass from her. You're not going because she doesn't need anybody beating on building nine trying to get in. There are some days where I don't have enough seats in my room because kids will come in during their lunch. They'll come in during their study hall. And it's like standing room only sometimes. Um, I had an observation. Katie Noah came in. She goes, your room is full. You don't have this many on your roster. I'm like, no, that's a senior. That's a junior. This kid's on study hall. This kid's on lunch. And they're just coming in either just because they want to save space. They like to watch what's going on in the room. They're just, they just want to be there. And so it's hard to turn them away sometimes, but they also know they can always come to my door. Yeah. And, and what's so funny is a kid, you know, they had to come see you to turn in something. And I was like, all right, fine, go. And I was like, I'll call her, let her know you're coming. She's like, no, no, no. I just do the secret knock <laughs> on the window yes. and I, and she'll get in. And I was like, oh my God, there's a secret there's knock. And so you knock. Yeah. You, well, and you, 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 know, you might not remember this, but I came up to you and I was like, 
Beth, what's like the secret knock? <laughs> and you're like, no, they just have to knock on the window. <laughs> right, the right. And I was like, oh, I was hoping it was like a, a two hards and a song. Right, no, or, that would have been you know, too complicated. But they do like, you know, they know when to knock and, you know, just do it a couple times and we'll let them in because, you know, it's really funny though. But then we have other kids who I don't teach who also know the secret knock who have used it to either get into the room. They've also spread the word that I keep gum and I'll have kids that are strangers to me. I don't teach them like, Hey, I hear you have some gum <laughs> or can you help me? And I'm just <laughs> like, Oh no. Yeah. But yeah. So, or I don't teach them and they're like, Oh, I hear you're really good at helping with SATs or with writing. Can you help me with that? And I'm like, sure. That's no problem. It's like, it's like you're a mom first and then a teacher Correct. second. Yes. That is so cool. So um, what's, what's one or two things that a staff member starting their school year next year could do to learn from someone like you, whether it's a first year department head or whether it's a teacher? Um, what are one or two things someone could incorporate into their role in the school that they've learned from you? I would say make the main thing the main thing. Um, I think there are so many things that we have to incorporate in our lessons or that we incorporate, you know, into our daily life that we, we miss the things that are really important. And so like, you know, my focus this year was the one-to-one conferences and everything that I planned and everything I did would focus around that. Um, and so when you have a centralized focus, everything else needs to fall in place with that to kind of keep it all together. Um, and so uh-huh. don't worry about all the little things and all the little battles. Um, worry about what the main thing is and the rest of it will fall into place. Um, I think that would be the, you know, whether you're a department leader, whether you're a teacher, that com- connection and conversation is important. I can be really introverted sometimes and I'd rather stay in my room and read, <laughs> but I've made an effort to be more social and that makes a really big impact professionally, you know, to have those conversations with your colleagues as well as with the kids, extend yourself a little bit beyond your room, your bubble. And that makes a Mm -hmm. difference. Very cool. And those are two huge pieces of advice. So listeners, if you don't do either one of those, you should start because um, making those connections and going out of your bubble, whether it's to the sporting events or eating lunch, you know, maybe not in the teacher workroom, but like eating lunch with the kids or eating lunch with other colleagues that you, you know, vibe with. That is something right. huge. Um, what's, what's COVID life looking like, you know, for you right now? Like, what are you, what are you doing or how are you staying connected with the kids? Kind of what's well, going I on? Well, I keep a routine and of course I have a to-do list. And so, you know, my agenda is pretty famous, you know, with all the things and how big my agenda is, but I keep it while we're on COVID because I think that structure and routine are really important so that I'm not sleeping in too late or, you know, staying up too late. I just want to make sure that I'm still being productive. Um, and I think that's pretty important for me personally, my self-care is to feel like I'm being productive. Um, and so I, I schedule in time to read or making sure that I'm connecting with the kids. Most of my day, like today is there's a lot of meetings. Um, and yesterday, like, you know, I've had a lot of days where I'm talking with kids, calling them, a lot of messaging, um, talking with other staff members, checking in with them. Um, so it's not too much different than a school day other than I'm just not there. 
Yeah. Do you have like a bell schedule set up on your phone? <laughs> no, that would be that's a good idea though. But I do have yeah, I might see <laughs> what I might do. But I do make sure that like, you know, I'm limiting my TV time and I'm limiting like, you know, so I don't let that stuff get away because I like the structure of the school day and I like being feeling productive. So I have to keep those things going. Yeah. And it, it's funny you say that because like, dare I say this, I texted it to the admin aid group chat, but like, I was like, I just miss bus duty and I miss you guys. Right. Like, like never would anybody miss bus right, cafeteria right. duty, but it's like what I would do just to do one lap on the bus loop, put in all the bus waves and then go and chat with kids and colleagues right, that next- are out there. Or like if Michelle Andrews is doing the bus waves and I'm just out interacting with the kids and the staff members and right and I think it was the the leaving so abruptly because when we left on the 13th we had the hope of oh we'll be back in two weeks oh we'll be back and so I think that not being able to say goodbye part is what's missing and like you know we didn't get to see even all of our kids on that Friday so it wasn't like we were able to say goodbye to any of them because it was that hope that we would come back and then once that hope was gone it's kind of made it you know pretty sad like that whole like I'm pretty good at being an introvert my stay-at-home game is really strong I (laughs) I miss my kids I miss having that conversation with them I miss I miss them coming and checking on me to see how I'm doing you know um and that not being able to say goodbye piece is what's I think the hardest for me because there's no specific ending there's no you know this is how our year ended this is how we're saying goodbye it's just gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's been difficult for me, I think. And I, one thing I learned from this is, you know, some days you get to work and, you know, I'm, I'm not a plus Calder, like I'm not a game right. Calder just for whatever reason. And so I, you know, I'll get my job done. I'll do my work, but I, I might not be right. a game. And now going through this, it's like, I'm going to make, every moment next year a game because you yeah. never know when something right. could pop up. and you know that something I learned you know when I was a kid it's like when the when a student leaves randomly in the middle of the year and you don't have a chance to say goodbye it's never a good thing and so I've always you know because we have those kids that'll move and then like on a Wednesday and you don't get to say goodbye to them and yeah. there's that that gap there and so I always will find out what school they get transferred to and send them a card I feel like I need to send cards to all my kids because I didn't have that chance to say goodbye and it's it's funny you say that because like I I'm I'm writing cards for my kids I do like awesome. five a day I just and then so I, it's like I just got to figure out like how much a stamp costs <laughs> and I would right. need to get stamps to send it to them but um yeah it's it's trying to find a way and not a goodbye card, just like a check right. in how you doing, you know, right. miss your card. And I can do that on Schoology and email. And we've done, you know, quite a few Zooms, um, but it's, it's not the same. Um, and so I kind of feel like, yeah, I feel like I need to write them all cards because I didn't get to say goodbye or getting, didn't get to tell them, Hey, this is what you did. Well, this is why I appreciate you. I'm so excited for you for next year, which after all my kids take the SOL, I write them all personal cards about how they did and, and give them that personal note. So I'm also missing out on that piece of it as well. 
Yeah, it, it, it's sad, but I think whenever we get to get back into our building and see our kids next year, whenever it's, it's going to make that moment. I had really a kid special. email me that he misses me telling him to put his phone away. I was like, I can call you <laughs> at random times in the day and tell you to put it away if you want. But it was like, the kids miss it too. They miss us, you know, fussing at them and helping them and correcting them just as much as we miss being in that space. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, hey, is there any is there any shout outs you want to give before we wrap this um, up? Definitely to my English te- um, team. Um, they have always been supportive and encouraging to me, um, especially my teachers within shouting distance, like my teachers across the hall next door. Like I miss that opportunity to plan and run things by them. So Sanchez, Yule, Lewis, and Delaney, she's my partner in crime and teaching. Um, and I miss having that conversation because they are able to check me as well as help me reflect. And that's pretty important to me as well. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. And I know all the kids are missing you and, you know, they, whether it's the kids that are, you know, coming to see you during lunch or the ones that get to right. see you every other day, um, they're, they're going to be pumped. to see. I know. You I told some that I, I might even hug them. Touching is not my thing. I don't like it when people hug me and I have a lot of <laughs> very huggy children. <laughs> and so I had a kid email, will you, will you hug me when we get back? And I'm like, I might, I might don't, don't take it as a guarantee, but we'll see. So. Yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you a good wave. Maybe. Yes. You might get, you might get a fist bump. bump. You might get a yeah smile, but let's, let's be realistic. What's going on education nation. This is Corey Calder. And we have another special one for you today. It is my pleasure to introduce to you Christy award winner, English teacher, uh, Delaney Harris. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? You can't see me, but I'm, I'm blushing. Doing, I'm doing great. <laughs> having a good time. How are you doing? You Everything's going good with you? Yeah, I've just been keeping busy doing a lot of yard work, probably more yard work than I've done in my entire life. Uh, a lot of cleaning, watching TV shows like Walking Dead and The Office, that kind of stuff. Very neat. I, I'm not a huge Dead fan, but I do love The Office. <laughs> yes. It's good to make Well, can we um, spill the tea as to your background and how you got into education? Yeah. Um, so I went to Longwood University. And my, like, dream goal, I was going to be, like, a speech pathologist. Um, you know, I was, so I went the special education route. And then I was like, oh, it's a little bit too I graduated. And I didn't have anything because I didn't do, like, um, what's that called? Student teaching. So I didn't have uh-huh. any of that. So I didn't have a teacher license. I just had, like, special education background and a liberal arts degree. And so I worked at Target. And <laughs> I was like, I cannot do retail for the rest of my life. So I started substituting. That's kind of how I got my foot in the door. And so Verina finally accepted me. <laughs> Very cool. We're lucky to have you at Verina. And, you know, we respect all the hard work you do. And, you know, I know every kid you get to work with loves working with you. Aww. So um, what's your current role at Verina? And uh, let's spill the tea as to what you do well. Okay. Um, I am a special education teacher. Um, so I'm a case manager. I also collab in an English 10 classroom with the awesome Beth Furman. Um, something I do well, I try really hard to make connections with other teachers because I think I've always thought it takes a village um, and it definitely helps with, you know, helping the kids because I think that's kind of the number one priority. 
Gotcha. And, you know, you said you make those connections. How do you try to make those connections, you know, from day one or, you know, later on in the year? Yeah, I just make sure I introduce myself first off just so they know who I am and, you know, reaching out to them, see if they need help. Because I know (laughs) kids can be a little tough sometimes, you know, they may not know how to help them. I don't know how to help them all the time. And I just think it's beneficial, like, to see how they are in the classroom, out of the classroom. It just helps. I don't know, make sure they get what they need. Gotcha. That's awesome. And so, like you said, you're a collaborative mm-hmm. teacher. So let's let's dive deep into that. You know, how is it? I mean, it's awesome working with Beth. Oh my gosh, but, yes. But how is it being a collab teacher? Like, what are some what are some of the awesome things you do to help uh, in that role? Um, I really liked. It. I also worked with like Matt Cullen my first year. Um, so that's in twelfth grade, and it's just they're both so easy to work with because they're both so flexible. And I think that's important, you know, just to be willing to, to you know, work with who you're working with. Um, but it's also good that we're on the same page, like behavior wise, our expectations wise. And um, we make time for each other to like plan and do all that kind of stuff. Like t- things get so busy, but I don't know, we always make time, even if it's like in between classes, like on the fly, like, Hey, we're going to do this. Hey, we're going to do this. Like, we're just constantly changing things up. We're constantly, you know, communicating with each other in regards to what we want to do. Nice. Yeah. And, um, you know, that flexibility you talked about, how, how do you all do that flexibility, like, when you're planning for lessons? Um, well, like, she's more type A, which is great. I'm more type B. So I'm kind of like, oh, whatever. But she kind of keeps me in line. So I'm like, okay, I need to, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty flexible naturally anyway, but you know, she kind of makes sure I have a little more structure, which is great. And then I make her, you know, kind of calm her down a little bit, make sure we're, we're all like easy going, but we're still having structure in our day, which is good. Very cool. Very cool. And, and, you know, I'm, you know, helping PE teacher, so I've never had a collaborative partner, That's right. but I had done some classroom observations and I've, I've seen teachers who are successful, really, you walk in and unless I knew the teachers, you don't really know who the lead teacher is. Yeah. And so can you talk to about how you and maybe uh, Ms. Furman or you and Mr. Cullen have that sort of synchronicity in that role? Um, yeah. Like our, my first year, I feel like he really pushed me to take the lead a little more. Like I was more like, Oh, I won't speak up. I'll just, you know, help out if they need it. But she's like, Hey, why don't you lead this lesson? We take turns, you know, taking ownership of our stuff and like, you know, taking the lead on things. And she's like, Hey, I want you to stand in front of the classroom and do this. Or I'll be like, Hey, can I try and do this instead? And so um, we really make sure that we're both like voices in the classroom and we're both like the kids can't tell, you know, who's the main teacher. And I think we did a pretty good job with that this year. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. And can you speak to like a lesson that you might've done, you know, before this COVID mess? Um as to like what went really well and how y'all bounced back and forth. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, we did debates. So we split the classroom up. So they were in small groups. So we kind of split them in half, but they, they got to choose like who was on their debate team. And so we went to different classrooms and the kids kind of took the lead on it, but we split up and we kind of like instructed them on what to do. And we were just there as like mediators, but we weren't really, we were just guiding the instruction. They were kind of teaching the classroom, which was kind of cool. But I felt like we were both in charge, but at the same time, the kids weren't in charge, too, which was nice. Nice. And what were y'all debating at the time? Um, <laughs> funny. I think it was like, should school be year-round or should it be, you know, traditional how it is now? 
most of them wanted it to be traditional, but it's cool to see them argue like, oh, it should be year round because of this, this or this. It was kind of cool to see what they came up with. Very cool. Very cool. And, you know, was there a time where a lesson, you don't need to say which teacher it was with, mm-hmm. where the lesson kind of flopped and didn't go so well and how y'all reflected and, you know, turned it back up? Oh, that happens um, kind of more frequently than we think, but the whole lesson maybe not may not be a flop, but like I know Beth and I in between classes will be like, oh, okay, maybe that didn't work so well. Maybe we'll try it this way a little better, or maybe we need a little more structure, or maybe we need less structure, or, you know, we'll just switch things up kind of in the middle of class. Sometimes we'll be like, okay, next block, we're trying it this way. <laughs> and that, that goes back to your point of being flexible. It's yeah. like, I'm not so rigid where I'm going to do this the entire time. I'm going to change as I go. I'm going to change on the fly. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. So what's um like COVID life like for you right now? You know, you mentioned all the yard work. Yeah. What's, what are you having to do as like a teacher? Um, oh my gosh. I feel like I'm busier now than I am like when I'm in school sometimes. Um, but I'm having to do a lot of IEP meetings. I got to do like send out a lot of paperwork for like temporary learning plans and make sure everybody's getting what they need to. I do a lot of phone calls. I really enjoy the phone calls actually like checking in with all the kids and seeing how they're doing and, I don't know. I miss them so much. So it's hard sometimes to be on the phone with them. I'm like, please don't cry. Please don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> and don't ha- don't hang up. You know, I want this call to keep going because yeah. I miss y'all so much. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, I, w- I hope I get to see them next year in school and they just come say hi. And I don't know. It's just bittersweet. It's nice. Like my introverted self's like, hallelujah. I get to kind of relax and just stay home. But then the other part of me, I kind of miss school and, you know, being there for them. yeah oh definitely and and you know this has been such a huge challenge for everybody who's listening because like to your point i sometimes feel like i'm doing more work at home yeah than i am at school mm-hmm. exactly. and so it's super challenging yeah um to do all that and what kind of house projects have you been doing oh my goodness i built like because i moved into my house i think it was october um so an old lady kind of lived here before so it's a little dated but um, I built like a walkway in the backyard, built a fire pit, um, been cleaning around inside, replacing like the like heater things. I think they're called registers. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. Replacing those light switches, just making it a little more um, useful, I guess. <laughs> so it's been really fun. Well, that's cool. Have you been able to enjoy the fire pit? Yes, actually. Um, I cooked some hot dogs on it the other day. So that was fun. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> that was really cool. Um, yeah, we have one in our backyard, and as we were like been trimming a bunch of trees, oh, nice down. We've just been cutting up the wood, and when it gets dry enough, we just throw it in a fire. Yeah, that's the problem. I'm like, I have, all I have is like twigs. We've gotten like a bundle of firewood when I go to like the grocery store and stuff, but that's about I it. Gotcha. <laughs> very cool, very cool. So, um, you know, let's um dive into sort of one or two things that people could learn from you about. You know, like what they, what can they take from you, apply to their life, apply to their teaching or being on a school campus and ways that they can do things better? How can they learn from you? Oh, goodness. Um, I mean, people probably wouldn't notice by meeting me, but I'm pretty shy. But I when I went started going to Verina and teaching at Verina, I think I made an effort to say hi to everybody. And that's really hard sometimes because I'm like, oh, they may not say hi back or they may like thing in the morning who knows but I think just to make that effort to reach out to people and just be friendly I think that's 
kind of made the biggest difference for me. Um, just because I guess I don't know. People are like, oh, she's nice, so I'll say hi to her. I'll reach out to her, see if she needs anything, or um, talk to me about. They're more willing to talk to me about students sometimes if they know I'm friendly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. And then you know, to that point of saying hi to everyone, you know, even if you don't remember their name. Yeah. You know, just being that person who's willing to go outside and just say, "Hey, yeah, and I'm Miss Harris. I'm Corey Calder." Exactly, and names are important with kids too. I mean, like I try really hard to remember their name because that's like their identity, basically. You know, so I try really hard. Within the first week, I challenge myself to learn their names. Their last names will come later, but at least remember their first names the first week, which is very helpful too, getting to know them. Now, see, I'm terrible with names. How how do you do it? Like, what what's kind of strategies, or has it just been natural? Like, what do you do to help yourself remember their name? Um, I'm pretty good with names, better with faces, but they have like that picture thing on power school. You know what I'm talking uh-huh. about? It has like their picture on there and um, it has their name under it. So I kind of look at that before. Sometimes I don't even look like their picture, but um, that kind of helps. Like after I meet them, then I'm like, okay, I make them kind of sit. And I think Beth and I, we make them sit in a science or they choose their seat. Yeah. They choose their seat yeah. and we kind of remember where they sit. And that kind of helps too. Like, Oh, I remember this kid sat over here. This kid sat over here. Um, we make them make name tags. So when we pass those out, we try and like challenge ourselves to remember where they sat and remember their names. So it's, we kind of just make it fun and, um, look at stuff online, look at their power school, see if we can match their picture with their names and that kind of stuff. <laughs> gotcha. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Cause like what I, what I do is after the second week of school, it's fair game for a kid to say, Hey, what's, what's my name? Yeah. And if I don't, know it i owe them five push-ups oh yeah <laughs> and if i do know it they owe me three push-ups so it's like a fun game that we play but sometimes kids don't want to play it because they're like i know he knows my name yeah i don't want to do so <laughs> i don't want to have to do push-ups <laughs> that's awesome though that's really fun yeah and if they don't do the push-ups like it's yeah. not a big deal but like the kids kind of like to go back and forth and and jive and just yeah you know try to have fun with the game yeah it's more challenging you too <laughs> yeah and it gets me in yeah. shape so that's always good <laughs> Um, so what's, what's on the books, you know, like for next year, do you get to like, kind of say, Hey, I really want to be with Miss Furman or Mr. Cullen, or is it kind of random? Do you normally get to kind of stay with English because of your background? Yeah, I have like um, a, a minor in English. So I'm hoping they'll let me stay there. And I really like working with Beth. So I put that last year that, Hey, please put me with Beth. We're kind of a package deal now. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I'm hoping we continue that next year. Cause I'd, She's just great. We work together so well. I feel like we're like a well-oiled machine. Just kind of, I don't know. We jive. We're good. <laughs> yeah. When I, I've I've done an observation and seeing y'all, you know, one time, and mm-hmm. like I said, unless I knew, you know, I wouldn't know who the lead teacher was because you're both moving around. The kids are working. A hand goes up, and it's not like, oh, you know, that kid needs to be helped by miss yeah. you know hair and that kid needs to be helped it's like nope we're all gonna help each other we all got that family feel oh thank you <laughs> yeah of course um so we've kind of talked about just about everything that we've had mm-hmm. on the board is there anything interesting you want the Verina community to know about you Ooh. um I don't think anybody knows this about me but something I really like to do is paint like I do I sell a lot of paintings I do a lot of paintings um in art in general but, but i'd be i think it'd be so super cool to do like a school mural not just by myself but like 
you know, with other people would be really awesome. So I love painting. I love doing artsy, farty kind of stuff. Um, so I guess that's something people don't know about me. <laughs> Very cool. Now let's, let's kind of dive into that mural. Like where, where would you like to put it or like what, what, what would you envision right now? I'm a little biased because I'm in the English building, but something in there would be really cool. Something with books or literacy or public figures, something would be really awesome. They also have, I don't know, just doing maybe one for each building, something related to the content would be kind of cool. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. yeah, I I get I go to like the cafe. Yeah, and there's like a lot of blank spaces. It'd be cool if we could throw something up there. Yeah, that'd be really awesome. It'd be really fun too. It'd be a good like, um, what's that called? Just getting us together. Yeah. yeah. A little collaboration. Yeah. You know, fun time. Now, have you have you talked to any of the art teachers? Like, do any of them know that you are passionate? They about do art? not. So that's something. I guess one of my goals for next year is reach out to them. <laughs> Very yeah. cool. Well, and, and, you know, you can always try to incorporate, you know, a little art into your lessons. Yeah. You know, you can always have the kids draw something as they're taking notes. Or, yeah. You know, I'm just. We've done that, like, at the end of the year. They watch a film and they have to answer questions. Sometimes they could draw a scene from the movie or something like that. Um, oh, that's yeah. really cool. And we display that. And we, I do like that. Yeah. On my next movie day. Yeah. <laughs> just so they're paying attention a little more. It's a little more less mindless. So. Yeah, very neat. Well, hey, you know, we're, we're coming towards the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any shout outs you want to give out there to um, you know, teachers you've worked with, um, class of 2020, faculty members, you know, anything going on? Of course, my wonderful collab teacher, Beth Furman. Um, so I'm going to give a shout out to her. I miss working with her so much. nice doing virtual, but it's just not the same. And shout out to all the kids. And I want to shout out to the seniors because this year is definitely weird for them. And I hope they still had a great year despite all the weirdness. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I, I think it stinks right now, mm-hmm. but we just kind of have to move mm-hmm. on. And, you know, it, 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 they'll learn from it and, you know, they'll get to reflect one day. Like, yeah. Hey, we were strong. Yeah, exactly. Very yeah. Cool. There you go, tea drinkers. That was an episode of Staffalty Spilling the Tea. I want to thank you for steeping in our episode. And do me a favor and go give us a four or five star review and click that subscribe button so you get future episodes. This has been real. This has been fun. And this has been real fun. Till next time. See ya.